Greetings, peeps. This is a podcast for me. A podcast I've created for myself. But not only is it a podcast for me, it's a podcast for you. So, boom. That is my intro. We're going to talk about things. We're going to talk about life, love, history, science. Probably not. But we'll, we'll definitely get into some kind of news stuff and... Not really. And then uh, maybe some nerd stuff. Big time nerd here. So let's get into it. Some corrections from my last podcast. I did a review on that Star Wars. Uh, what was it? Star Wars uh, 8. <laughs> and um, here's some spoilers. Well, I kept... Well, actually, not. Well, I guess if you haven't seen those movies. But I kept saying Luke was fighting Darth Maul, which I meant like Qui-Gon Jinn. It's kind of a hard thing to remember. And um, Obi-Wan. And then it was Anakin in the second movie that fought uh, Count Dooku, you know, and Yoda. But like I'm saying, Luke. So if I get any hate mail, it's only because I was doing, I don't know, I said the wrong thing. I do that sometimes. Forgive. Respect. That's all. Um, One thing I forgot about talk when I was talking about that Star Wars was... uh. Yeah, um, hmm. There's a part, and this is a spoiler if you're listening to it. If you haven't seen Star Wars 8, you suck. You gotta watch it just to say you watched it. And, uh, there's one part where Finn is running into that laser. There's a huge laser about to kill all the rebels. And Finn's gonna make that ultimate sacrifice, which I thought was fucking tight. And then their new character, the spunky mechanic that they just came up with for no reason, uh, saves him. And says, uh, you know, hey, we the only way we're going to win is to survive. Which was the theme of the uh, movie, survival. Shit like that, not Last Jedi. What a stupid premise. And uh, it would have been really cool if it died, you know, saving the rebels. And um, it would have changed the scope of the movie a little. Because you could still added that if that laser died, Finn died, that would have been like, holy shit, it's all dark and we lost people and then Luke comes and does his thing, you know. Because they still had walkers and shit. It, there was still a threat. So Luke could have came out and did some badass shit as opposed to just doing nothing. Um, that's it on my Star Wars correction. In the news, uh, really there's nothing I wanted to gravitate towards. Like, they did a tax reform, which will help rich people, and I don't really care. I mean, if you're a Republican, you're like, yeah, this is tight. And if you're a Democrat, you're like, fuck that, it's evil, because the rich get richer. So, you know, whatever thoughts you have on December 20th, 2017. Uh, let's see here. What other things in the news I saw? Hmm, nothing much. Most of it's pretty bad. Uh, nothing I care about too much. I mean, it's a real boring day for, for news. Um, if you want to reach me and tell me something shit like, hey, man, you guys suck with your uh, your news. Oh, shit, I'm happy to talk. Get me at the podcast for me. When I say podcast for me, it's podcast, F-O-R, me, at either Twitter or Facebook or even my email, gmail.com. So be, yeah, so that's about it. Uh, I didn't really, yeah, I'm not seeing much news. I'm, I have, I read several news outlets to form a, uh, a thought on news just to see how it's going. I read, uh, the AP, Associated Press. I, I read the, uh, Huffington Post, which I like a lot. I uh, do the Yahoo, 
quite a bit because it's a quick news gathering thing. And then I do uh, the New York Times, which I'm looking at right now. But I'm not seeing anything where I'm like, this is the shit, yo. Or something I could just bitch about, you know. Um, yeah. Let's just get into some things that I came up with. So I wrote these little notes, as I always say in every fucking podcast for some unknown reason. I wrote these notes about um, what I want to shoot the shit about. I love shooting the shit. And uh, one thing was uh, Odo and Kira. Now you're wondering, what the fuck does that mean? Well, I was watching some what I call Deep Space Nine, Star Trek. Big Star Trek fan. And I've, after finishing the Star Trek Next Generation, like I rewatched, you know, most of the episodes. I, there's episodes I skip because it's it's a real boring show sometimes. Not all the time. So I went into Deep Space Nine, which is the next iteration of Star Trek. And now with that being said, I, I've been, I'm on season four. And they have this character. He's what his name is Odo, and he's a changeling. What that means is he could his whole body could shape shift into anything, which is weird. They don't really explain it because he could turn into a little rat, and he could turn into a big bear. And uh, I don't understand the volume here because I mean, if, if he's changing, he, he turns into a liquid state, and that's how he changes. And I'm thinking he has a certain amount of liquid in him to form whatever. But it's kind of weird when he goes into a rat. Does the rat then have the power of a man? You know, like if it would punch you, it would be man punch, or would it be rat punch? Food for thought. They never really explain in that entire show. They just kind of, you just, it's a MacGuffin. You just do it. You just get with it. So Odo on this space station, that's what this Star Trek iteration is of Deep Space Nine. They're on a space station. And uh, with that being said, Odo is a security officer. He's like in charge of all the security all around. So he's basically a cop. Call him a constable, which is pretty cool. It was like one of my favorite characters on the Deep Space Nine next to Worf and uh, Jadzia Dax. And I like Bashir. I, you know what? Really, I, do, I dig the whole cast. The whole cast is pretty good. No one's shitty in that whole thing. And Odo develops a relationship with Kira Nerys. Now, what she is is like guess the second in command on the station. And she's been on that station for a bit because before that's. Before Star Trek Deep Space Nine, I guess like something happened where the, these bad guys called the Cardassians uh, took over a planet and they owned that ship. And then they left as soon as um, trouble started. But they had been there for a while. And Kira Nerys, she was the, uh, what is it called? The uh, She was part of the Resistance. She killed a bunch of people. I mean, shit just happened. Collaborate, collaborators. Oh, man, I can't. I hate that. Collaborators, Calib- man, I, I'm having a brain fart on how to say that word. But those people, collaborators, col- to collaborate, collaborators. That doesn't sound right. Well, anyways, people who like collude with the uh, enemy, and uh, she would kill them too. And uh, Oda's job was to find out who killed these people. But shit just happens, and you know he, he kind of uh, plays it off. Okay, so they they like. He's been with her since forever, and uh, it's been, I think on season four, it's been four years since they've been on that station, so how many years they hung out together. So he's known her for quite a bit, and they become good friends and come up with this relationship. This is just in season four. I already know what happens in the end of it, but I just want to get into season four real quick, just because there's something I'm trying to get to, but I have to give you a little bit of background if you've never 
ever watch Star Trek. I really just gotta let all the people know. Okay, so uh, he develops this relationship with Kira where they're just hanging out, talking about some shit, and he loves her. That's the thing. Now, what's weird is I don't understand uh, the dynamic. You know, like okay, let me take a step back. In this era, in the '90s, it's one thing, but now in this era of 2017, there's a thing where women are like, "Yeah, we're just like guys. We do guy things too," and da 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 da. And um, which isn't true. It really isn't. And uh, maybe in some aspects, but not really. Uh, in other aspects, it's it like chase and tail. I mean, get with girls. Guys have to get with girls. Girls don't get with guys. Maybe they, you have the outliers, just like your uh, women fighters. There's not that many, but they're like the majority though. Like when you go to a club, you as a man have to pursue the woman. And that's how it's always been th- to all time, barbarian style. And uh, I thought, man, like like it's such a weird thing too in the future. That he's he's got to pursue this girl. It's, they couldn't have wrote it in a way where she wanted him, because in the end they do get together. But I mean, he has to go through hoops to get her, and that's just a weird thing. Because like any time you have one of those unrequited love interests, it's always the guy wanting a girl, and if the girl wants the guy, usually she gets that guy right away. I mean, like, but that's so rare, and I don't understand the dynamic dynamic here. You you have this pendulum of you know, women being oppressed, not swinging the other way. But one thing has remained the same. Women have to pursue men. And that's just, I mean, if you disagree, that's that's one thing, but that's a reality. If you want to argue it, we can. But, um, you know, although, you know, women are equal and everything, they're not equal there. And that's a weird thing, talking about equality. You know, you, you want to argue about certain things like, oh, yeah, gays, they, they need to marry too. And, yeah, you're not talking about other equalities. No one ever talks about that, you know. Women do not pursue men, you know. That that's just that's they could do it if they wanted to, but they just don't. They could be in video game programming, you know, but not a lot do. That's the way it is. Just like where I work, I work with a bunch of girls because it's like prevalent with women. I mean, this is the way it is. Like medical assistants and nurses usually are women. There's some guys, but. I mean, that's just the way it is. Just like if I were, when I was an electrician, it was mostly guys. There was like one girl. Actually, like three girls. And there was like hundreds of dudes. That's just the way it is. I mean, it's not like they were like, we're not going to hire. They could have got hired if they wanted to. It's just like uh, a lot of women don't, uh, I think it's all tech in the globe. <laughs> that's funny. I was reading Facebook. And those are just my thoughts on equality. I mean, like, it's a true thing, though. Like, if you're a dude going trying to, if you go to <laughs> if you go to a club, you drink, you buy dr- yourself a drink, and then walk out. No one's ever gonna pursue you. But a girl, she can go in that club. Someone's gonna buy her a drink. This is the way it is. I mean, like unless they're like real ugly. But man, around two a.m., you know, all girls are equal at that point. <laughs> Maybe who knows? You know what I'm talking about if you go clubbing. So um, yeah, I was just talking about you know this was a random thought that I came up with. I thought you know. Yeah, man, why can't why why couldn't Kira go for Odo? You know, why 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 does it gotta be like that? You know, in all movies and all literature, I've always seen you know the girl guy pursuing pursuing the girl, and that's the way it is. You know, uh, let's get some more equality out there, ladies. <laughs> Kira should have got you know should have pursued him and then wrote it that way. That would have been different because it's the year twenty four hundred or some shit like that. 
Um, a new podcast I listen to, I, I think of it as my uh, cocaine because it's such a good show. Uh, it's like Hammond Town. And uh, that guy, you know, he made uh, Rick and Morty. And uh, if he's the primary writer of that, it's just a crazy thing because he sounds very smart. It's just a weird... It's a weird thing that you would have this guy who makes this goofy cartoon, which I think is super clever, is really good. Um, uh, yeah, I was just trying to Google this Hammond guy. Should have had it ready, huh? Uh, well, anyways, that's... Uh, oh, 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 no, 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 no. Ah, my my thing is messing up. Oh man, this you could tell that this is a low budget project. Yeah, so I googled them. I had to pause it, and I was like, yeah. So it's actually Harmon Town. Uh, you can get it on Pod Bay, but that's a real good podcast because this guy's like really smart. He's hardcore liberal, but at the same time. He, I, I hope he doesn't identify himself. There's like 271 podcasts at this time, and I'm just like finding this dude. Is it just 200? I don't know. It looks like because he's been around for a while. I really like uh, his ideas and his thoughts. I saw some clips on the YouTube, and he sounds like he's on the level. He's one of them renaissance kind of people because people are usually are right or left. That's the way it is. But um, he's a good guy, man. I like him. Anyways, on his show, he had this guy who was explaining his college, his idea for college. And then he, uh, he threw out a stat, which I googled, and it's kind of true, uh, that mostly rich people go to colleges. And that just makes kind of a sense, though. It, I mean, it's like a common sense kind of thing, that of course rich people go to college more than poor people. I mean, because like... It's expensive, and especially the good colleges like um, Yale and Stanford, and they, I mean, it's just it's just almost impossible. And he threw out a stat where he said fifty percent of the people that go to the college colleges are rich, and I was like, what the fuck? And it makes a kind of sense that happens because it's hard to scrounge up money for college and work two jobs or whatever, and especially in Ivy League, you know. Uh, it, and, and like you're worried about job placement and everything. And then he said that there's also um, a thing going on where you get phantom A's there. And what that means is they would create a class that you didn't even have to attend and it's an instant A. That way your GPA stays good and you, your school looks good. And I was like, what the fuck? Because it makes sense, right? Because you got each semester and they're paying a shit ton of money each semester. Of course you want to keep that guy around, especially if, um, say you got a rich guy, right? And then we're, we're talking like doctors and shit like that. Let's be real and hire engineers. And, um, they go to college. They pay, I don't know. I, don't, I didn't look up the money, but say they say 70,000, uh, like they go to Yale and they pay 70 grand per semester. I want to keep that guy for six to eight years. If he wants to be a fucking doctor, let's do this. And that's what it is. And that's, of course, I got to keep a person like that there. Rich people, they got, uh, poor people, they got to, like, work at that shit. They got to get loans, shit like that. And then maybe they'll get hired. But at the end of it, you know, you got to realize, you know, if you got a success rate of, like, say, 50% and you wanted to keep them, 
you would and you would keep passing these fucking people. There would be incentive, and there'd be like um, no way for other people to know. Like they could pretend or have their internal investigations and such. But it, I mean, in the end, uh, they're not. You know, they have to live off this. And um, so you got a fifty percent of rich people, and then you got the other fifty percent of this random poor people to fit the demographic, so they can look like they're not racist. Or sexist or transgenderist and that at lower 50 percent they won't be able to afford the college some will like maybe you would say the passing rate of that group would be like 25 percent maybe because if you're poor you're coming from some hard shit and um sometimes you just can't get it done you know and then the other 25 percent i'm just breaking down random numbers or i'm mansplaining so you got that 50 percent and then you got maybe 25% of those people are poor. They're all applying for jobs. I mean, so the rich people would have a greater chance of getting in those jobs as opposed to poor people. It's the way it is. And it's going to keep doing that, too. That being said, that would then mean people who aren't really passing their classes with a higher education, they're dumb as fuck. I mean, they've been pam pampered. They got money back then when they were young. And now they're in a cool-ass college where they're doing all these fun things. Like if you go to one of these heavy-duty college, a lot of fun stuff. You know, that's what your money's paying for. It's supposed to be like a, like a camp, you know, because they just want your money. They're like, come here. Yeah, you're great. Anywho, so you got your 50% of people who have been pampered. I'll just take a random rich guy. Random rich guy, we'll call him Bob. And his dream is to work at the Tire Corporation because he's going to be rich. And he goes to college, and um, he comes from a good upbringing, and he pays a shit ton of money. Then he he graduates after many years. Uh, maybe they got him to do eight years or whatever. He goes applies for some tire company, and they're gonna fucking hire him because, you know, he uh, he comes from that college really, and they're like him because rich people got in that spot, so they're kind of like minded people and they could hire their own so the rich kept getting rich and, and richer and that's just the way it's always been i mean there's no surprise i mean of course what, what really gets me though what really gets my under my skin is them rich people who come from a good upbringing think they had a tough right yeah yeah man i ate ramen when i was in college and da 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 but in reality i mean if they failed they could have went to their their uh, rich friend or rich uh, parents and then you know they really didn't have to try hard they really had a, they had a, like right really you could climb this mountain but if you fall we got this big net and uh, most poor people don't have that you know and what gets under my skin is when rich people think they they, they, they really had it tough because they had to go get loans and shit because they're doing shit on their own but in reality although they're doing shit on their own they still have a safety net you know and that kind of sucks too say you're a rich guy and you want to just work hard at something i mean you're, you're afforded more opportunity and everything but i mean if you're an intelligent person you'd understand the the realities of things I had it fucking easy, that kind of thing. That's a lot. So whenever I hear the fucking words from a rich guy, oh, man, I fucking work hard and everything. I mean, you're unrealistic, homie. That's just unrealistic. You had a safety net. Now, of course, I mean, there maybe there's an outlier out there. There's 1% of that group that fucking didn't have a safety net, and they're rich. They just got into these colleges and shit. Um, 
I'm not talking about you guys. I'm talking about the others, the ones that didn't have a safety, that had a safety net. That's what I'm talking about. And I mean, if you had uh, rich parents and you, t- you fucking tell me that you got, uh, you went through college and you went in debt and da 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 da, fuck you. You didn't really go. You didn't have it hard. You just made it hard for yourself. You know, or maybe your parents made it hard for you, but you still had rich parents in behind. So be humble about your shit. Don't be don't be talking about how you fucking had it hard. You know, there's people out there that's had it hard. You know, and like you like to think and dream that those poor people out there, they work hard, they'll get something. That's not the reality of things. There's just so many poor people that they do get out of that, and that's just not. It's, it's not a statistic in the sense that yeah, our poor people they work hard and they fucking get out of shit. No, they don't. They just the 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 special ones that got out of the, out of the shit, you know, you know that were super poor and now they're rich. You know that's that's like Conor McGregor, man. He was living in the streets and shit. Now look at him, you know, hundred million dollars later or whatever the fuck. I mean, that's just the way it is. I mean. It, there's like say uh say there's um a hundred people and they're poor. <laughs> of course, one or two are gonna get out of that, you know. So it is not not a thing in which, you know, uh, poor people get out of shit. They just don't. Uh, most some do, and that, and that sucks. And these colleges are pretty much the gateway to to good money to get you out of the muck and. It's just not available for these people. So what? So like they were talking about how to fix this, right? And one guy, he was like, "Make college is free for everybody," and that sounds cool, right? A lot of poor people can get in colleges. I'm a corporation, right? I want to fucking hire good people, so I want to hire people from elite colleges. So that's what would be created. There'd be colleges, and then there'd be elite colleges, and these colleges they promise to create a better fucking person you know and shit i'm gonna teach him shit underwater basket weaving and stuff so he can be an electrician because that's needed in your curriculum you need an elective i mean fuck you colleges <laughs> adding classes for no reason um it really should just be you work at the fucking job and you go to school maybe to redefine what you're doing but you don't need to do english class or math class but we have the system in place of <clears throat> you got to go to this higher learning just to get a job because you don't qualify for whatever the fuck you're trying to do. And um, man, if you got everyone going to college and they're hiring people, they're only going to hire people from the elite. So it's going to create the same thing, but we'll be taxed more. So I think that's a bad idea And um, as he pitched it. But another guy pitched another idea, and he I, I used a word that I couldn't understand. I can't remember, but it was in in reality was uh, looking at these colleges and you got your 1% and I guess the top 1% of the country, you know, the rich people that comprise 50% of these super colleges, uh, you would then, what did he say? You make it mandatory that 20% poor people or some shit like that. And I guess you would allow poor people to get in those colleges with the rich. And um, so they'd be more select. I don't know. I didn't really understand it. It sounded like free college. But like just a little bit. But in the end, I mean, can you imagine that? All these fucking people that are in charge of heavy-duty shit. They just got away. This got in these colleges and just kind of fell into these jobs. And the corporate. And they're running the country. (laughs) 
become politicians. I, I whatever, man. It, that's normal. And then people get all pissed about it. And uh, I don't even know if that's a good idea to to make all college for free. Because then, I mean, as a as a corporation, I would just only hire the elite. So, um, that's what I was thinking. Uh, what are your thoughts? You can Gmail me at the podcast for me or Twitter. Hmm, the nature of truth. <laughs> that's a thing, isn't it? Truth. It's like, how do you argue something if no one can agree on what the truth is? Meaning, like, you have your definitives, like, uh, the earth is round. But is it? Because now you got people saying the earth is flat. So, so what's the truth there? So if you're having a conversation with somebody and they say something that they have a different <clears throat> definition of what the truth is, it changes the whole scope of the argument so so if for instance if you're arguing like chocolate you know you're like oh i love chocolate it's the best and then another person will say no it's not the best because of where we get chocolate from in puerto rico or some shit like that right and all the poor people that have to work now an argument ensues on why chocolate's good but the original remark was chocolate's good because it tastes good. And the other guy's arguing the political views of chocolate. So if the two are arguing and going back and forth about how it, one guy's saying it's so delicious and look at all these people liking it. And the other guy's going, yeah, but the crime rate in Puerto Rico is going up because of you know the chocolate factories and they're paying their employees real shit money. This is a speculative uh, argument, but that's what I'm getting at. I mean, if you guys aren't agreeing, it's, it, it's a problem. Like in reality, when you're talking to other people, to understand the truth of what they're talking about before you get in an argument. And, the, and what happens is people get passionate about what the fuck they're all about, and that 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 sucks, man. Because like, here you are, you're having a conversation, and you're trying to create an intent of what truth is, what what you want. Chocolate is good because it tastes good. The other guy's arguing about the political views. Now, if you would just understand that we're talking about taste. We're not talking about political views. Or if one person realizes what's going on, there you go. People get passionate. They just forget about shit. So the next time you catch yourself arguing with somebody, try to try to stop the argument and identify what the fuck you're talking about. It sounds weird, but sometimes people will just go off on these tangents and not understand what the fuck they were talking about um so let's get into some nerd stuff i was watching this great movie called uh the last dragon that's a great movie i was watching with my son trying to get him to recognize awesomeness you know and you're like, what the fuck is The Last Dragon? It's an 80s movie, fool. That's what it is, if you're wondering. If you're not, well, fuck it. Who cares? <laughs> so, Last Dragon. Ugh, let me break it down. Spoilers. It's about a, a kid. Uh, it's an actor named Tarmac, but he's like an 18, 20-year-old guy. Who owns a kung fu school, which is weird. And um, the opening sequence, he's like doing all these martial arts playing this badass song in the background, you know, uh, 
Hold your head up high. Cause the master is watching from the sky. And something blah blah blah. That's the song. It's pretty good, dude. I like the words to it too. Anyways, so he's fighting and then his master's shooting these arrows at him and uh, the actor has to cut the break them in half, which he's doing. And that's pretty cool because this is in the 80s. They didn't have CG, so I don't know how they did that effect. Maybe they threw the arrow really slow and he hit it and broke it in midair. But who gives a fuck? It was so cool looking. And I'm like, that's an, an 80s movie that no one really talks about. This movie's great, man. Uh, it's uh, it's it's the good music and uh, the acting doesn't have to be good because the movie's kind of cheesy unto itself. But there's a lot of cool themes in there, you know, learning your path, what is what is the truth of things, you know, and um, understanding yourself. And that's a big thing that people don't understand. And when you go through life, you got to figure out who you are, you know. And if you don't, then you can't know what you're doing. I mean, you could be just doing things. And uh, you'd be fucking empty because you haven't figured out who you are, you know. Once you come to a reality of who you are, you can move forward in the sense of, like, what you want to do, choose your path kind of thing. That's what I like about that movie. So, okay, so you get your last dragon. Uh, you got the uh, intro, and he's done, right? And then he catches this one arrow, and it had a green stripe on the end of it. And the master's like, ooh, how did you know that was... Because sh he's shooting arrows at him. He goes, how did you know that was the right one? And I guess this is a thing. Like, if you catch that arrow, it's like the shit. And the guy's like, oh, man, he's all scared and shit, right? I don't know. I just, I just fucking knew. And the guy's like, you knew without knowing. Then he tears off this guy's um, uh, emblem on his... He has, like, a patch on the front. It's like a shape of a dragon. He tears that patch off, and then, you know, fucking Hero's like, oh, shit, I'm so sorry. Uh. And then Master starts laughing. You watch Kung Fu, way too, Kung Fu movies way too much. So basically, man, he explains, like, this thing where he's learned everything. He's learned all the things he can learn from the Master. Now he has to figure out himself, you know, what to do with what he's learned. Really, you got to learn what's inside, who he is to move forward. But the guy's asking for a master. He goes, man, you got to teach me something else, man. And, and then the guy's like, oh, there's another master, some young guy. <laughs> and he gives him this uh, this little medallion. He goes, hey, find him. He's the, he's the smartest guy ever. And he'll teach you more shit. But he goes, the journey to be the, the you know badass is, is he shows like a, a circle of patches and i guess he's been going through these patches they all have different symbols and the last patch that he has is called the last dragon hence the name of the movie but he goes when you go through this 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 circle and then he has one circle at the top uh, of it and it's like uh blank he, and he goes you gotta you have to realize that everything is a loop and it comes back to the beginning and he's trying to tell him the nature of himself because he it started with him self and he has to figure that out that's a that's a hard concept especially for a kung fu net like this guy this guy's hardcore i watch too many movies kind of guy so um he puts him on a quest to find some masters hey i'm going he says it and um that's the, that's the beginning of the last dragon. This is a great movie. You guys gotta watch this movie, man. If anything, so he go he goes he goes out on the journey in his kung fu Asian outfit. It's weird. He's kind of like wearing one of them Chinese joints where he has a he has the helmet and everything. Uh, not the helmet, but that hat. 
you know what I'm talking about the hat with the uh with the I don't know. It's one of them Chinese hats, I don't know. Uh, no racist, but that's what it is. And um uh he goes to watch a movie, alright? Because he's, you know, in Asian movies, man. He's watching Bruce Lee get down in this urban uh, theater. And uh, this guy appears. His name is Shonuff. And he's got this, like, posse. And they're like, whenever he says, who's the master? They all say, Shonuff. And he goes, who's the brightest and smartest? And they go, Shonuff. And that's pretty much his shtick. And he just owns the place. He goes, I'm the Shogun of Harlem. That kind of guy. And uh, some little kid's like, I know we can beat you. And he goes, who fucking said that? And then he gets him and he goes, little kid's like, Bruce Leroy. And that's our main character, Bruce Leroy. That's his fucking name. And um, the master comes out, or the Shogun comes out, and uh, Shonuff comes out, and he's like, the fuck, I heard about you. And he tells him, you know, all this shit. Like, I heard this, this, and that. And catches bullets with his teeth. And... um, yeah, that's, that, that's kind of funny he says that. Well, what I like about this movie is they layer seeds into the movie, which grow into plants. Because, like, they bring this up. He goes, you catch a bullet with the teeth. You know, he, that's a thing that he introduced. And then he gets down, he fights a bunch of people. And see, what, what's happening here is this guy's trying to, you know, punk him. And Bruce Leroy's not having it because he watches Chinese movies a lot. So he's just like, I'm, I'm not fighting people. He doesn't want to fight because that's his thing. He only fight to protect or he'll fight to, that's about it, fight to protect himself or others. That's it. And uh, him disengaging in that fight, he's just not going to do it. And um, it seems like he's a villain, like the main villain, but you don't know. Um, meanwhile, there's this other um, there's this other guy who has this uh, chick with him, and he's trying to like get her... To be a, a like number one singer, kind of like Madonna, what sort of v- music videos look like. And I guess there's this famous fucking lady who who plays videos. Because I guess like in back in the day, they would play music on TV. Because you only had TV, and that was it, and only a few channels. So if you got your video or whatever the fuck on some popular TV show, that's kind of like YouTube, but... You only had the popular TV show, so they were trying to get in there. And uh, this lady, Laura Charles, Charles Laura, was played by Vanity. That's her name. And she's, like, uh, dancing, makes her own song, introduces music videos. So she's kind of like a VJ, meaning a video DJ. And she would play music videos. And so the main uh, bad guy, it seems like, his name is uh, Arcadian, and I guess he owns arcades and... All sorts of shit, but he's a bad dude. He wants to get his video on there, so she says no. He kidnaps her. While he's trying to kidnap her, uh, Bruce Leroy just happens by, and he's like, fuck it. And he starts fucking people up. Bah, bah, bah. And, uh, which is a cool fight scene, and they really should remake this movie, by the way. And um, it's cool because uh, Bruce Leroy, he, he had seen this lady in his kung fu outfit. And she saw him, and they're both looking at each other. And I'm pretty confident when she's looking at him, she's just interested in him because he's different. Look at him, Chinese outfit. And he likes her because she's just pretty. That's that's the thing. So um, he uh, saves her life, and she's deep into him, right? She's like, oh, man, you saved my life. And he just does a ninja vanish kind of thing, and he loses his medal. But Vanity, or Laura, whatever her name is, picks up the uh, medallion. So they're kind of linked now. 
uh, it's funny too because Arcadian, you know, he's he gets mad that he couldn't kidnap her, but he has even he even has henchmen with them. His thing is he tries to make money off of people. So originally he tried to make money off this one of his head henchmen, and he was like, you know, you lost the fight. You know, he's a boxer, big huge dude, and he lost the fight. And he used him up, but he uses him as a henchman. And now he's trying to use this one girl, which is kind of weird. Um, a lot of good banter between the two of those guys, but and it's kind of a weird thing, you know. Like this main bad dude is bitching at his uh, henchman's henchman's giving it back to him. I thought that was pretty cool. You don't see that a lot in a movie. Um, but he, Arcadian was a bad dude, though. He seemed like a bad guy, or like want to be bad guy at least. Let's see here. Show enough appears to antagonize Leroy students. So as it turns out, I don't know how, but Bruce Leroy has a class. And he's teaching people Kung Fu. And most of it's like, you know, don't fight, shit like that. Um, a couple of weird people too. And Show enough comes. This is the second time Show enough and Leroy meet up. This is a thing. Show enough really wants to fuck him up. But uh, Bruce Leroy wants to teach his uh, students that. Fighting isn't the way. So he bows to him, gets kicked in the face. I mean, shit just, just, just escalates. But it doesn't get too bad, you know, for him to fuck up people. And that's the only reason why he probably backed down because he didn't want his uh, students to, you know, see him, you know, get fight because that's not the way he's trying to teach. Um, so you get introduced to Leroy's family. That's kind of funny because... He starts calling people Mama-san, Papa-san, and shit like that. And that's Japanese. So he's just like, back in the 80s, J Asians were every everything that was like near that area. So you got your Chinese, Koreans, um, Jap Japanese, and uh, Filipinos. Yeah, they were all Asian, you know, at that time. And it's weird because in the 90s when I was growing up, I'm Filipino too. So it's kind of like... Well, I remember, I remember, like, in the 90s, I was Filipino, I was considered Asian, and then we had Asian events. We even had this thing called AIB, which was Asian, I forgot the fuck what it was, but it was, like, a group of Asians, and all the Filipinos were there. And, um, yeah, we were Asian. And all of a sudden, you know, after that, we weren't Asian. We were, uh, Polynesian, which kind of sucked, man. We just got kicked out of the group, you know, but Japanese are considered Asian still. And they're not even in Asia. They're on a fucking island called Japan. But whatever the fuck. You know. It used to be. And I, and I remember like actual Asian people. Well back in the day. I'm like like Dominic. My, one of my friends. He's Asian. He's Filipino. He's like we're not Asian. We're Polynesian. And I'm like what the fuck. Weren't we just Asian in the 90s? Why did we lose that card? You know Japanese are still Asian. They're considered Asian. It's on there. It's on the fucking thing. When you go to vote. <laughs> it's not Japanese. It's just Asian. Whatever the fuck. Anyways, he uses that term. That's letting you know that he's just like back in the day. They were just racist back then. They glopped all the people together. Um, the actor is pretty bad, but the movie doesn't really need him to act. just needs him to fight because there's not many things he needs to say. Hey, I mean, he does a good job, but there's some parts you can really tell he sucks. Um, his little brother thinks he's cool. And he gets him into the um, the club to, to meet up the girl because Leroy at this point has lost his medallion. So he's like fucking scared. But he thinks that Laura has it, the girl he saved. So he's going to hang out with this bro to get that. Um, as he's waiting to get into the club because his bro's like finding a secret way in because he, he ain't got money. 
um, to meet the girl. The girl's actually getting kidnapped again. And so this time Leroy has to save her again. But this time, he I don't know why, but he lets her get in the van. And somehow he finds out where Arcadian is. I don't know how he did it. Because it wasn't like he Googled it. Because this is the 80s. <laughs> so somehow he figured out where Arcadian and kicks the door down. And he's wearing like a ninja outfit. Once again, Japanese. But what the fuck ever. And he uses kanji to judo or whatever the fuck. Some kung fu fucking shit. So he goes and beats the fuck out of everybody. And he saves her again. Then he meets up with her, and she fucking wants him. You can tell. When you watch this movie, she does a good job of, like, wanting him. But it's the craziest fucking thing. That's not a true thing. Women are at like that. I mean, if they are, it's because they're trying to get something. I think, in my personal experience, usually, like, like if I talk to a girl, I really got to work at that to get them to that level. You know, we're like, oh, I want you, you know. But it's fucking, I guess if you save a girl's life twice, yeah, fuck. I guess that's going to be the thing. So, um... So he saves her. Uh, so the main bad guy, Arcady, and they meet. So this is like, holy shit. So let's see here. Shonuf destroys Leroy's pad. So at the same time, I guess Le- uh, Shonuf is still trying to antagonize Bruce Leroy in the fucking, up fucking fight because he wants to prove that he's the best. That's all he gives a shit. And, uh, this makes Leroy pissed, and he cries. And when Leroy cries, I mean, the actor actually cries, cries. Like, it's not like they put a drop in his eye. He fucking cried. I don't know how he did that. Can you just make yourself cry? Just, like, because he was just standing there. I mean, even if I thought of a sad event, I don't even think I'd cry like that. Because, like, tears are coming out of him. Um, so Laura... Comes on to him pretty strong. Like, we need to fuck. That's that's her thing. And uh, she calls the master. And as he... Okay. <clears throat> he, she comes to him. But, like, he's, like, fucking pissed. Because <clears throat> uh, people call him a coward. His little brother called him a coward for not fucking up showing up. And he's, he's conflicted. Because he's got this mission. He's got to find. He's got to get his medal. He's got to figure out who the master is. You know? And, um... You know, it's just, it's not working out. And, and, then, and then this bad guy's coming. And he really wants to fuck him up, but he can't. Because, you know, if he does, he does lose. Because his philosophy is never to fight. So he can't attack him. He has to be attacked. That's the only way. That's what he's thinking. So he's beating up on this punching bag. And Laura fucking walks up on him and says, Hey, yeah, I got your fucking medal, blah, blah, blah. Or no, be my bodyguard, da, da, da. And Leroy's being a dick because he's all pissed off. And um, he goes to apologize to her like the next day, and uh, she takes him to like um, to to look at a video. And uh, it's it's funny because they're in the car, they're, and they're driving. She's she's driving him, and they're gonna go watch some kind of a video that he doesn't know though. And he's all excited. And he's talking about kung fu and the master and the glow. When he's explaining, uh, Dragon Ball has this. He he explains that you're if you're so badass that you can move without thinking, there'd be a sublime glow all around you, and you can just like react, you know, like really good. Which is the ultimate philosophy. See, so he doesn't fight unless someone attacks him. So if you're in a state of mind where um, you, your body moves on its own, just reacts to everything. That's like the ultimate kung fu if you think about it because you can't attack. That's the thing. You can't just decide to attack somebody. It's they're attacking you and you just react and fuck them up. 
that's kung fu and he's saying that and, and like in dragon ball they got something like that it's called ultra instinct where you just you're just moving on your own without thinking and it's like the best technique ever even the gods can't figure it out according to dragon ball and he's and it's funny because in the 80s they came up with that already so i wonder if that's that's a kung fu influence that's that sounds like kung fu doesn't it you know don't attack and then react i think uh one of the best martial arts in kung fu which i don't i don't think is good because you got your mma and kung fu doesn't take out mma um they're like they got the they got with it man fight uh, style of fighting which was i forgot some, some kind of wushu shit and it's like where you just attack and defend at the same time so that would be uh, the glow because it wouldn't make sense to attack and defend if you're just pissed off at shit they have to attack you yeah whatever um so she takes him into the uh movie theater or the, her club and because she owns that place she puts this video of bruce lee beating some ass and shit like that and um and it's funny because he's nerding out he's like yeah kung fu's so good da, 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 da. and she's like uh-huh and she's like uh, just nodding her head just in love with this guy because he's cool and just letting him nerd out and she's like oh man she's just feeding off his energy but she doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about my wife does this quite a bit because i'm a nerd i'll be I'll be like oh man did you watch dragon ball it was so cool there was this that and whatever oh my god it's so good and then she's like yeah babe yeah you know <laughs> don't give a fuck and she lets me do it too like i, I mean quite a bit i'll be like oh man star trek next generation is so good da, 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 da. and she'd be like yeah 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 baby she don't give a fuck but that's that's love right there you know love my wife that's that's, that's the way it is man and uh, she's into him you can tell and uh, i don't know if it's in real life probably not but uh she he's nerding out and she's all into him okay so like they're watching this video and it's uh i think i'm done with my notes calls him a master oh one part where he's fighting and he's trying to figure out who the master is she goes i think you're a master you're fucking awesome because you saved me twice and then she he didn't she don't say that but she calls him a master and he goes i'm not i'm not a master and that's a big deal because he doesn't know who he is he's trying to figure it out so as he's watching his kung fu video he sees uh he starts he sees bruce lee kiss and he figures oh i know how to kiss because i watched bruce lee do it so he goes to kiss her and it's pretty awkward right but she's into him, so it doesn't really matter. She'll 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 learn him some ropes, and uh, he's kissing her, and he's looking at the Bruce Lee video, and he sees a movie where uh, there he so Bruce Lee's wearing a disguise to get in somewhere, and that gives um, that gives Bruce Lee Roy an idea. So what happened earlier is I didn't even talk about it because I didn't care. Um, there was this uh, some young guy. He found him. He found him. He's in some kind of a factory. And to get through to him, he has to get through these Chinese dudes who are acting black. They're talking, talking art, hardcore shit, which is kind of funny because you got – it's like a contrast. You got, you got, um, yeah, you got the Bruce Leroy, and he's acting Chinese, and, then, and he's black. Bruce Leroy is black, and he's acting Chinese like kung fu guy. And these, and these Chinese dudes are acting black, you know? And it's funny, no one really called racism on this, but I don't think a movie like that would work now. God, I, I wish they would release it, because it was a good movie. And why the fuck would it be racist? It's just a movie. So these Chinese guys are all talking black shit, and they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, fuck you guys. So he gets the idea, he wants to see some young guy, but, like, they won't let him, you know. So they, uh, so he gets this idea to wear a disguise. So he goes there with the pizza, saying, "Hey, yeah, bro, I'm a pizza guy," and he's doing a terrible job. 
and they're asking, uh, do you know how to play dice? Because he's black. They just assume that he knows how to gamble. I don't know why. That's not really a stereotype. And um, <laughs> so he teach him. He doesn't know dice because he's really like into kung fu hard, not not normal games. So he teaches them how to play hopscotch, which they're Chinese. They don't know. And um, he goes, can I see some young boy now? And they're like, you know, he's not taking he's not talking to people right now so they kick him out and keep his pizza this fucking pisses him off because he's really trying hard to find this master teach him so he uh kicks the door down and then he's like <laughs> and then he's like fine give me show me the master and as it turns out plot twist here in the 80s by the way which they couldn't do now which would be awesome it turns out someone going to like a like a fortune teller for cookies or for um, fortune cookies and um <laughs> everyone's like what the fuck or well, not everyone just basically where he's what the fuck the guy's not a master he's supposed to be super wise and all that bullshit yeah it's kind of funny um so he's pissed and he goes to his master and he tells his master ah, got it far away so, and he finds his master right and his master's trying to like well, he's not trying. He's packing up. And he's like, Master, I found some young boy. And he's just yelling at him and shit. And his master's like, hey, man, I'm just leaving, man. You you got to figure it out. And he goes, I'm looking everywhere for a master. And this guy does this famous line, right? He's he's telling, you're not understanding. There is, And he's pointing to him in the head. He's, he's poking his head. He's like, there's one place you haven't looked. And you have to figure it out. Because this is a thing he needs to realize himself. It can't be a thing where someone tells you. And that's how life is, really. Because you can't just like... Someone can't just tell you the way. You gotta figure shit out yourself sometimes. Especially the heavy duty shit. Like knowing who you are. Are you a bad guy? Do bad things? You're a good guy? You do good things? And then you can move forward after that. Knowing who you are and what you want to be. And as long as you know who you are... You can get the shit done, let's just say. And he keeps pointing at him in the head. And he's like, there's one place you haven't looked. And he doesn't understand. And at the same time, Arcadian hired a group of mercenaries. He's just finding them left and right to fuck up this uh, Bruce Leroy. And because uh, every time he kidnaps him, Bruce Leroy shows up. So he's fucking hired an army. Fucking random bad dudes. And um, what's it called? Uh, one guy goes, and it's shown off, and he offers him a shit ton of money, and shown off's like, I don't want your fucking money. And that's cool, because he's a bad dude. He just wants to fight. Money don't matter. He is like Bruce Lee in a way. It's it's cool that the hero and the villain are the same person, almost. But one guy is realizing through vanity that he, he's like, I'm the master. I'm showing sure off. He's just trying to prove it. And he's just trying to prove it by fighting another master. That's the only way he can learn. Meanwhile, Bruce Leroy is trying to find a master to learn who he is. And uh, he doesn't understand any uh, what's going on, you know. And inadvertently, they're, they're, the, the hero and the villain are coming to a head. But they don't even know what's happening. It's just kind of working together. So I guess Arcadian grabs up the Laura, damsel in distress. It's like, shit, man, I'm going to kill her. And then so Bruce Leroy figures it out, figures out where she is. And he goes, fucking crazy starts killing people now he doesn't kill people he just fights he beats up a bunch of people and there's just too many and he starts getting beat up but then all of a sudden his students come and help him out and that's a bit of a goof a lot of fucking random kids fighting and shit 
and Bruce Leroy finds um what's his name? Arcadian and Laura and um he's gonna fuck him up, right? Then like it's cool, it's so cool. Um you got the um uh, Shonuff comes out and he's just like Leroy and the echoes because they're in the, some kind of a warehouse. They go, Leroy, Leroy, Leroy. It's time. So the two have to fight, right? So Bruce Leroy fucking just gives him his best, like punches him, kicks him, flips. Shit doesn't work. And Shona fucks him up. But then, like, Bruce Lee digs deep, or Bruce Leroy digs deep, fucks him up, kicks him. And shit looks like it's over, right? Because he fucked him up. Now. What's going on with Show Nuff is he's found the master. He's found who he needs to fight to to prove to himself as he looks within who the master is and who he is. And as he says he is the master, he thinks he's the master. So his hands start to glow red. And they they actually reference this in the middle in the middle of the movie when he's just like, yeah, you can be a master, and if you're good enough, even your hands can glow. But it'd be dangerous if it's in the power of a bad guy. But and so here you at this point uh, where Shonoff comes up and he's got glow over his hands only because he it's like he's partially enlightened, like he's the master. He's pretty sure he is. And um, they start to fight, and you can't fuck him up. His shit comes to a head where he's drowning him, and he's like trying to like see uh, Shonuf's thing. It's like who's the master, and everyone says Shonuf. Who's the baddest bass ever, Shonuf? Who's the scientist? I guess you would say Shonuf, right? <laughs> he said that. Throw that out. It's funny that he keeps doing that. <laughs> There's one point where he goes, "Who are you?" and he goes, "Who am I?" And then everyone's like, "Uh, I think we're supposed to say." And then they go, "Shonuf," and he goes, "No, not right now, you idiots." <laughs> And uh, so he's drowning Bruce Leroy I don't, in this little tub. It's weird. And uh, he keeps saying, who's the master? And he wants to hear the show enough. But motherfucker ain't doing it. And every time he drowns him, uh, Bruce Leroy has these flashbacks trying to understand who he is. You know, there's one place you haven't looked. And um, he gets his head dunked again. He has a flashback of Laura saying, oh, well, you look like a master to me. His head comes out. And then, and then um, Shonuff says an awesome line. He goes, when I say who's the master, I just want to hear Shonuff. He enunciates it like that. Dunks his head. And then um, Bruce Leroy figures it out that he is the master. He looked within and figured out he is the master because he lives the philosophy. He knows what he's doing. Shit, he, he's the master. He's been doing this nonstop. So he grabs him up, says, who's the master? I think he says that line at that point. He says, show enough. So who's the master as he's drowning in him? Shit. Bruce Leroy goes, I am. That pisses him off. So he goes to punch him, and Bruce Leroy catches it with his hand. Starts crunching it up, crunching his hand, and he goes, I am, and he figures it out, and he's got this glow all over him, and he's super awesome, and he's able to react, and they didn't do this right, it should have been like he just reacts to it, Dragon Ball did it better, <laughs> it should be like he just turns slowly as he misses a kick, you know, because that's what he's supposed to do, move without thinking, you know, so he's a badass, they should really redo that movie, that'd be the best, well anyways, he fucks him up with the glow, 
And uh, it's funny, too, because like, at one point in the fight, uh, Shonoff is trying to be badass, and his hands are, like, losing their glow, like, do 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 you know, losing it, because he's losing his confidence on who he is. And they go in battle again, and he fucks him up. And he wins. He beats up Shonoff, and proving he's the master. Then uh, Arcadian's like, fuck this nonsense. I got a gun. So he shoots Bruce Leroy. Bruce Leroy like, falls on the floor. And music stops, right? And it's been playing this badass song. I am the last dragon. You will face the power of the glow. Anyways, um, uh, Arcadian goes over to hover over this guy to see how he gloat that he's uh, a gloat. Yeah, uh, that that he beat his ass with a bullet, and he looks at him, and it looks like Bruce Lee Roy uh, caught the bullet with his teeth, and um, uh, just kind of he, he kind of cages him up, and randomly police come, so I don't understand that. And then the movie pretty much ends with uh, Laura and Bruce Lee Roy getting together in their club, and that's about it. Let's see, I actually had one more note. Uh, let's see here. That's the end of the movie. It was pretty good. Terrible video. Yeah, so they had this terrible video in the movie. And uh, Arcadian was using this guy, boxer dude. Didn't work. Now he's using this girl to be a, a singer. And they got this weird-ass music video. It sucks pretty bad. And, um... So he threatens to kill people for her. And this pit, this then she goes, I don't need that. I don't want that. And um, he goes, but yeah, yeah, but I want that because he can't make me look bad. So, so at that point, he's like, fuck. She's like, and this is the 80s, mind you. She's like, no, that's bullshit. I'm not working with you. You're just trying to use me. And then um, he starts talking mean shit to her like, you would be nothing without me. And da 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 da. Classic dude explaining. And she goes, she's hurt. But she stays strong, and she says, you know, all because you made it this far, and I made it far on these tits, I can move on. And then she goes to become a hairstylist or something. He leaves her, and she goes, he goes, where where are you going? Or she leaves him, and, and he, he goes, where are you going? And then he, she's all like, I'm going to go to college or some shit like that, right? And she slams the door. And he looked kind of sad. And in my head, I, I imagined that um, he he grew up with her and became rich and famous. You're trying to make her famous, and he just lost his way. <laughs> that's what I was thinking. Um, but that's the movie in a nutshell. I thought it was pretty cool. Um, yeah, that's that's my review of last. That wasn't my review. I just went over it. That's not a review. Let me review it then. I thought it was great. The characters were great. Action was great. Everything progressed real smoothly. It had a beginning, middle, and end. Um, I like highlights. I like show enough, like identifying himself as the master, you know, and Bruce Lee Roy, you know, he throws out the Chinese logic. I like the acting with, with uh, every, all the characters, even though like Tarmac, whatever the fuck his name is, the Bruce Lee Roy character. I think it would be a really good movie and, uh, it would be cool if you changed the, uh, the races around, you know, like Asians, more Asians or something like that, Mexicans, whatever. Uh, transgender if you want. Well, there was a transgender in the movie theater, though. Whatever. Well, those are my thoughts on that movie. 
Uh, other nerd talk, uh, I've been playing Destiny 2. I think I'm going to stop playing because I don't think I, I, don't, I enjoy it anymore. Uh, the game is more about getting with people and doing shit, and it's hard for me. Like, I got this hour block only because my kid's sick and I'm just here. It's hard to get a podcast done, something I like. But it's even harder to get people to play with you on the um, Destiny game. And at night, you really don't give a shit. You know, for me, I, I'd rather watch D Space Nine. That's what I've been doing, D Space Nine. But yeah, well, hopefully they make that game better in a way for single people, single people, single players. Because I'm, I'm tired of trying to get with people and shit. It just takes too long. This shit, it. <sighs> I gotta go on a website just to find people. It's such a stupid thing. Fuck that game. Um, well, uh, that's the end of my podcast. Uh, I don't really have much thoughts anymore in the sense that I'm, I'm done. <laughs> if you want to contact me, I'm on podcast for me at gmail.com. I got the Twitter and I got the, uh, what is this? I got the Facebook and why don't you give me a review on the iTunes? That'd be great. Or SoundCloud or wherever you find me. And uh, please share. Please share this podcast. Download it, share it. I don't care. It's free anyways. I want to be a better person myself. And because this podcast is for me, you better do better. But not just me. It's a podcast for you. So I want everyone to try to be better people than you were yesterday. Because that's the goal in life, to always be better, strive. And if you're arguing, uh, try to identify what the argument really is. Because sometimes it's just a matter of defining a word or subject, you know. And then get into it if you want. But sometimes, you know, a lot of arguments you have could have just been avoided if you just understood what the fuck they were talking about. So I would recommend saying, what do you mean? (laughs) by chocolate is owned by corporations i'm not even talking about that i'm talking about the taste now if you want to talk about you know the political views of the fucking thing go for it but i agree with you then but we're talking about chocolate and the taste anyways uh everyone stay peachy everyone stay frosty and as always be the better person than you were yesterday i am out and the devil is free.